All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? What up, Whoreheads, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm David Uyoa. And we are being joined by this week by a guy who predates me on this show. He's I've done one episode with him, and he always brings the absolute best movies when we've got him on. We've got Jeff Mercancini. How you doing, Jeff? What up, guys? Good to good to be here again. I'm very excited about this one. I yes. am really curious to see how this episode does in the metrics because <laughs> uh, the last episode that you suggested, um, Demon which- Knight which was demon night is our most downloaded episode. And every time I think I'm like, let me go back and check and see, because like, I don't know, like the alien episode is, you know, doing particularly well. Uh, Demon night is just like gotten, (laughs) you know, five times as many downloads as it had before. We got to get the internet wrestling community on this one. And if you're wondering why (laughs) we need to get the IWC talking about this one, we are doing the movie Santa slay starring WWE superstar, Bill Goldberg. At the really kind of the like the the well, maybe not the height, but when he was still a hot, hot commodity um, in the WWE there. So Santa Slay is, uh, well, I mean, it's it's bonkers, right? There's there's not a lot. Um, I know that, Jeff, you've been a fan of this one for a while. Like this is a movie I feel like has come up Christmas time, not Christmas time in our group chat. I feel like you've talked about this one for years now. Yeah. Um, basically since it came out, cause I mean, <laughs> Debona and I, I mean, we were huge wrestling guys and, and when I saw Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. I mean, this, this is my third favorite Christmas movie behind Die Hard and Jaws the Revenge. So, uh, <laughs> that is an eclect, that is an eclectic <laughs> metal podium right there. Which <laughs> somehow still manages to be the best Jaws movie that also <laughs> happens to be a Christmas movie that happens to take place in Hawaii because Blue Hawaii is not nearly as good. Uh, it's no, it's really not. So, in this movie, we've got uh, a satanic Santa Claus played mm-hmm. by Bill Goldberg, and I mean, like, just let's let's start off, man. I mean, does it work? Like, how does it strike you? Does it does it qualify as a horror movie, Jeff? I mean, you've got Satan. You've got murder. You've got tits. Um, check, check, check. Everything I mean, a growing boy boxes. needs. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a resounding yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the horror movie equivalent of taking your vitamins and saying your prayers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 1,000%. I mean, it's it's obviously it leans more towards the comedy than the horror. But, I mean, I I, I still wouldn't discount it, you know? I mean. No, not at all. At all, as I would definitely say it's a horror film. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dave? Nothing about this movie should work. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when you suggested Santa Slay, I was like, okay, I don't want to burn through all of the really good <laughs> Christmas horror movies. Um, 
And I was like, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this one. Um, and I like to think that I'm a fairly amenable guy. So like, if you say, let's, let's do this with enough whiskey, I'll go anywhere. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this thing, but I don't want to, <laughs> but I'm going to do it in protest. But I'm gonna do it. And, and Jeff had told me, he says, get ready for the best opening scene in any movie ever. And I was like, okay, bud, because uh, Jeff has made suggestions before and they've been some of the greatest suggestions of all time. And then he's made suggestions. I'm like, dude, I need some of what he was smoking because <laughs> I don't true. see it. Right. And. Um, wow. Does this <laughs> not disappoint? Um, this works in a big way. And, mm -hmm. and I, I've, I've tried to math it. I've tried to science it. I've even tried to reason it. And nothing works. It's just like this shouldn't work, right? It's like one plus one equals eleven. It doesn't, yes. but somehow it does here. Yeah, this this movie is picturesque. Uh, some greater or a whole greater than the sum of its parts, mm -hmm. right? When when you look at all of the things that go into this movie, Chris Kattan, Bill Goldberg, <laughs> Frank Drescher, and you're like, oh, okay, no. Um, and then you're like Santa, but it's it's because he's he's the he's the immaculate conception. He's the second immaculate. Of, conception. He's the second immaculate conception. This one between Satan and Veronica or Erica, which was Erica, it? Erica, Erica, Erica. Yeah, yeah. It's like no. And then you're watching it, and you just you just can't help but have fun with this damn yeah. movie. Look, I mean, is it is it good? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> by 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 no by by no understandable metric is it a good movie, but it was so much damn fun to watch. It right. was absolutely ridiculous, and you're right. And it opens, and you have no idea what's going on. You're watching a family that's uh, essentially the Bluths, right? Like they all just <laughs> they all just hate each other, having Fucking Christmas James Con, <laughs> like yeah, with James Jimmy Con, fucking. Yeah. I was, like, I was like Corleone sitting there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, like Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, sure, like James Conn's at the head of that table. I, mm. and then Santa comes down the chimney, ninja flips across the table, stabs <laughs> both of James Conn's hands into the table, and I was like, okay, all right, I see, I see where we're going now. And and, and, it, and don't forget, punts the dog first. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah punts the dog, <laughs> punts the dog. Um, gets a big mouthful of like vodka or Everclear yeah. or something, and sets Fran Drescher's head on fire. I mean, it was oh, oh but not oh, before she does the nanny laugh. Yes, yes, and and uh, gets finger banged by Chris Kattan at Christmas dinner. Correct. Like, <laughs> And, and and the thing is that the one-liners, like I, I joked with Dave when I saw him yesterday um, at our kids' event at school, that I was like, we can't, in, in this politically correct climate, we can't say that joke again. But no, like, yes. like James Kahn calls him like a half a you-know-what. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, what is, what's, is this, what's going it's, on here? It's so absurd, but it immediately sets the tone for what you're in for. Like oh, from, yeah. from that really from that moment forward, if you can keep this movie on after that opening scene, then you're gonna enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, you're right. Nothing, nothing about this individually is good. But you know what? I've eaten a lot of cakes in my life, and I don't sit around and eat flour and raw eggs and butter just one at a time. Right. And so it's it's one of those really weird things that it yeah, 
it works, man. It's it's so strange. It's so funny. Like there are some immaculate one-liners in oh, this. Okay. Just, I mean, just just car just just carve them on the side of the mountain. Good one-liners in this, and and Goldberg is exact. He's exactly what he needs to be. A hundred percent. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And what, what's even funnier is a little behind the scenes from this. And I'm sure Jeff knows this, but Dave, you may not. Uh, Goldberg actually met his wife yep. while filming this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he really, when he, <laughs> when he storms the strip club, okay, and um, and at one point he like jumps and there's a girl on like a trapeze and his face goes straight in her crotch, yes, and he's like hanging there. He is now and still married to that woman, mm-hmm. and that's where they met. Wow, wow. what a way to say hello, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fine how do you do? and she's she's like she's a she's a like a professional stunt double is hmm. so i'm sure that their bedroom activity is just oh. out of this world athletic like i yeah. can't like There's i can't even imagine spears. yeah oh guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> the whole whole different type of jackhammer going on in bill goldberg's yeah. oh, bedroom there it, is. there it is good even better <laughs> But I, I will say this to you guys, though. I, I, I was I, something that pleasantly surprised me about this, and I rewatching it again today. I think, and I'm this is a bold statement, but I think that his Santa costume is probably the coolest and best Santa costume that I've seen in a movie. It is. It's pretty badass. Very Even, cool. Whether you're a and very traditional. Not, yeah, yes. whether demon or not, I think you could be Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and that mm-hmm. that. Santa costume yeah. works. I love I love the hat, like the, the, yeah. the, the yeah, just like the little round hat with the yeah, like it. it to me, it reminded me of like a mounty hat without the brim. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I can, I can see, see that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was it, it was it was odd, but it was like leather and uh, and suede all at once, and. Uh, like people kept calling him fat, like, oh, you've really let yourself go. But I'm like, dude, he looks like he can fuck up a whole army right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. grandpa was like, Oh, I guess you let yourself go all yeah, these years. I'm like, yeah. you look like you're about to die. Yeah, like what are you talking? What are you like? Oh, wait, you tag on two bills? Yeah, yeah, I did. A lot, a lot of cookies, you know. All what? muscle. Yeah, exactly. So the other funny part about this movie is that the majority of the cast is Jewish. <laughs> the, ma- <laughs> the the the, the great it. majority of the cast is Jewish. And, and so it's much. a Christmas movie with a demon Santa Claus. <laughs> it, it's it's just so outrageous. It, it's it's a movie that you know, like whoever financed this damn thing just had to know exactly. They either they either knew exactly what they were getting themselves into, or just put up a bunch of money and then were just as floored as the rest of us. I, it, I think it, it may was, have been an, a, a situation kind of like that movie, The Producers, where they were looking to like clean some money, you know, <laughs> and, and and hoping that something would flop. They're like, how are we going to do this? You know, oh, well, here, let's uh, we'll make more money on a flop if we do this. And um, it had to have lost money. I, and, oh, I don't I don't know. I haven't looked into it uh, for some reason. I want this thing to just exist in my mind. <laughs> you know, it's, like it's I, I don't want it for to be any a financial reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know we we we, we talk we, sometimes we talk about those movies that are really good. Uh, Rosemary's Baby because of that dreamlike quality. This movie has a fever dream like. Yeah, quality. I was going right. to say fever dream. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> description. So I I think uh, Daniel, it was almost poetic in the way that you described the uh, individual ingredients of a cake. 
and then the finished product. Thank right. you. I've been eating um, a lot of cookies. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. I've been trying to get my son to agree to leaving Santa pizza and beer. Dude. And I'm, I'm telling him, dude, everyone leaves Santa milk and cookies. By the time Santa gets to our house, he's all milk and cookied out. I've, you know, I've, I've made that argument before, beer. too. And uh, I, I don't know how it's going. Santa, um, Santa, would, Santa would like this fine Michters that I have up here. Trust Santa's me. Santa's getting an old-fashioned this One of the things that is the ingredient of the cake is the story. And just like everything else, um, this is something that should not work. And this is a section that I'm calling of curling and rain buffalo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have seen very few movies where curling plays a significant role. Uh, even fewer movies where um, buffalo <laughs> pulling sleighs play a significant role. And yet there is uh, the way I wrote this on the show sheet included a lot of ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> I just and then I couldn't finish it. I mean, I can't. And that's the thing is, how do you put into words how you feel about this story? Right. So, um, Jeff, mm -hmm. what the fuck is this story? <laughs> And um, does it does it work as a as as a movie first and foremost? Second, does it work as a comedy? And third, does it work as a horror movie? So, I okay. I'm going to say yes because some one thing I wrote um, when I saw it is that it's nice to get an original story idea from Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Which is few and far between a lot of times. It's always some kind of rehashed version of something or other. But the fa like you said, the fact that it's like a curling, which I love curling. Oh, my God. I, I, I as, I, as I was watching curling. this, I was like, oh, my God. Of course, Jeff loves this. Damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another movie, Men with Brooms, not a horror movie, but Leslie Nielsen and curling. Fucking fantastic <laughs> movie. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think it story wise, it's it's the. the the idea that Santa Claus was forced to be jolly for a thousand years because he <laughs> lost a bet is fucking brilliant to me. Like, it's absolutely brilliant to me. And and the fact that later on he's still like, I hate all these kids. I want to find each one of them and kill them. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's like, you didn't learn shit. Like, I love, I love that idea of taking something and doing something new and different with that idea. Yeah. Santa's a demon. Santa's Santa's forced to be nice all these years because he lost to an angel in a curling contest, you know, like then it's still got that that romance story to it of the guy. You know, it's the city of angels kind of <laughs> shit of I gave up my immortality to fall in love with a human woman, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, you, uh, you've got, what was his name? Hellgate Yulson. Yeah, yeah. Yulson. Yeah. And, you know, I as so as like I said before, like as a horror movie. I think it it loosely meets all the criteria for a horror movie, mm. but I don't think it's it was made to be more of a black comedy. I think than a horror movie. Yeah, oh, but dude, I think I, it still qualifies. And what's amazing is as as absurd as this idea of Santa losing a curling contest to an angel <laughs> is, like 
the movie still then continues to ratch up how bizarre this story gets, right? I mean, Santa's yes, he's got his he's got his sleigh and it's pulled by a buffalo with a yeah. with a shiny red nose, baller. Right. <laughs> um, it, uh, they they later have another curling contest, but he opens up a portal to hell in the middle of an ice ring. <laughs> yeah, to 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 have their to have their contest. He's uh, damn near bulletproof, right? We watch we yeah. watch him take we watch him take an over under shot straight on point blank yeah. range and just shrug it off. Right. It was just there's so much here that's so weird. You've got this kid whose grandpa hates Christmas and he doesn't know why, and it turns out because he's the angel that defeated Santa and he knows it's been a thousand years. But they've got his family has got the, the what it was, it was the Book of Klaus. Right? Yes, yeah. Like, like, with the unnecessary page turning machine. Yes, yes the with the page turning <laughs> machine. And it's and it's it's all it's all so ridiculous. And it's but and you're right. In a time when we did two weeks ago, we did Black Christmas, and there have been no less than two Black Christmas remakes. Right. Right. And so, yes, this movie is 17 years old, but it still feels super original because this isn't an idea anybody else is touching. Right. No one's remaking this. They came up with something that was outlandish and ridiculous, and then just decided to make the most fun movie that they could. I mean, you've got, you've got the, the kid who uh, Christmas just never works out for me, you know? Right. And, and the, the girl whose name is Mary, who's, who's super into Christmas and the, the, the Jewish guy that owns their deli <laughs> like that they work at it. And they, they live in hell township. Why? Right. Because Santa because. told Angel he would yes. go to hell and back to find him after a thousand Correct. years. So he moved to hell because that way it would be easy. I, I, it's, it's so outrageous. It works because there's never a single moment in this movie that you take anything seriously. Right. You, you laugh. It. Yeah. You laugh when you're supposed <laughs> to laugh. They lay just enough baseline for their story. You know, one of our things, whenever there's some sort of killer or movie monster is, are you following your own rules? They, they didn't make any, right? Fast and loose. And that worked. And I mean, the, the, at one point he's following them in his sleigh while they're tearing ass on a snowmobile. That thing uh -huh. moves. Yeah. And he's throwing exploding presents. And it's yes. just like, mm -hmm, yep, this is incredible. I, right. <laughs> I, it was just, it, it works. It works because it shouldn't. And nobody making the movie seemed to think that it should. So here, here's what I think. I think that to make a good, bad movie, you need to treat it as though you're respecting it in the same way that Francis Ford Coppola respected The Godfather. Right. And I think that there actually is a story here. But because the story is so outlandish, it's not the focus of this movie and the the focus i think from the very beginning was to entertain us and for an hour and a half fuck i was more entertained than i had been in a long time i don't i don't want to i don't want to put like an exact measurement on that time but it's been a while since i've been that entertained maybe the first time i saw mandy <laughs> you know because yeah. it, it's it's that out there and mandy just like this has a story 
a really good one yeah. too because when you stop and you think about this like there's a mythology here yeah uh, there's likable characters that survive including santa claus i mm -hmm. think that there was potential for a franchise here and <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that we need to get another one <laughs> well did you did you let me ask you guys because not a lot of people knew about that did you guys watch to the end of the credits yeah i don't think i did so I at the very I... end of the credits he's santa's looking at his list and goldberg turns to the camera and says who's next Oh yeah. my God! Which no. was his catchphrase I, for those that don't know. Of course, yeah. I was, was I was watching the credits and and I was still laughing and I didn't make it all the way through. Now I'm sad because I almost always watch the credits. Spectacular. Yeah, it's at the very, very, very fucking end of it. He just says, "Who's next?" And he looks at the camera and says, "Who's next?" And, and I, I was like, "So they set it up." For... Yeah, they did. They did set it up. He lives, and like it's it's not even like a jump scare at the end. You know, I I like that they didn't go the you know, the, the Friday, the 13th route where it's like, here's Jason lunging at you. Right. Um, it's, it's a, uh, Hey, Santa Claus lives and maybe he lives to kill another day because <laughs> the way that it was presented in the movie was like, th there is a mythology here and Santa wants to kill. Yeah. And you didn't stop Santa. You m survived this Christmas. And, and I kind of love that, that it's like, did you win? No, but you didn't lose. And, right. and there's, there's a big difference there. And I think that because there was actual care and attention taken to the story, no matter how outlandish it is, that it does make sense in right. that respect. Does the logic of it make sense? No, it doesn't. But I, I don't think it's supposed to make sense in that way. Like when we talked about Halloween 3, the season of the witch. That whole movie is you saying, I guess we're doing this now. I guess we're going there <laughs> yeah. now. I guess this guy's doing this thing. And you're along for the ride because the movie is outlandish enough where you're like, this is fun. But it's also taking enough attention to the little details where you're like, oh, but that's bullshit. Right. Right. You're getting uh, be more of an I, I see what you did there. As yeah. Exactly. To a, oh, I guess we're going here now. Yeah. Even like when they did the claymation to show oh, you the backstory yes like that would that that took me immediately to rudolph yeah and, you know it was ranking and bass you know it's it's it it everything was very calculated as uncalculated as it seems that everything was in this just ridiculous movie there's know? um there's a term that the italians use called sprezzatura which is the art of making it seem as though you don't care Ah. Which I, which I think encapsulates a lot of the Italian lifestyle, yeah. right? They always look so refined, but like with a casual sense to them. Uh, same with their food and their their drinks, right? Um, and I think that this movie has sprezzatura, where it's like I took an awful lot of 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 time and and effort to make sure that this thing works even though it shouldn't work but i'm making it seem as though this thing was like slapdash and put together uh on on a bender that's a really good point because you're right it's it, it's it, it does it's mm, right making a good bad movie right mm -hmm. when you when you make something 
it's rare that somebody I would think sets out to make a good bad movie. And if you do, it's usually so over the top that it just becomes a good movie, you know, like Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) Shaun of the Dead. I was going to go with, um, with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, but this, this, I mean, this is Tremors level good bad. Yes. This is, and the quality of the actors that you have there, that opening scene, that's by design. You said that um, it, it was it was about setting the tone for the movie, and it is. But James Caan doesn't attach his name to just anything. <laughs> it's true, you know. Uh, and, and remember, this came out in two thousand five. This is like on the heels of Elf. Like he just had made a modern Christmas classic, and he's thinking. Let me do this. Why? Because there's value here. Because there's I got some... 20 minutes on Thursday. Yeah. Well, and that too, maybe, you know, but it's not like they would have thrown an awful lot of money at him. Right. You know, it didn't have that sort of budget. Yeah. It, it's, it's just so weird how it's a little bit of everything. You know, when we, when we did Anna, Anna and the Apocalypse, that was a movie that, that set out to be comedy and musical and all of those things. And we, we kept talking about that idea of when you, you take just the, the, the most classic zombie movie tropes and you attach them to these other things. Mm-hmm. What they did here was they, they took the, the idea of Santa Claus and in a, in a fun way, you know, flipped it upside down, but without making a Krampus movie. Right. And so, but then they did kind of the same thing where they were very aware of the movie that they wanted to make. And they they wanted people to laugh. And they wanted this to be something that you watch with your buddies. And they just made it to, uh, ah, it's, 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 you know, two o'clock in the morning and I've been drinking whiskey since six because it's Christmas break. Let me throw on Santa sleigh type thing. And that's what, that's what this oh, movie's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where this movie's <laughs> going to end up. Right. So it's just, it was it's just crazy kind of the the way that that all worked out and you know we were talking about how your actors have to they've got to be all in right you've got to have people who are who are committed to what they're doing and they've got to treat it with all the seriousness like you said of the godfather so in the section that we're calling hellites i mean what we're looking at here is uh, it's a uh, it's a live action Springfield. I I love that yes. description. I 100%. I think that that's incredible. We've got this ta- hell township, um, and the cast of characters that live there in Hell Township are all something, right? They're, they they all serve a very specific purpose to the story or to the town in general. So I mean, who who stands out for you, Dave? Because I'm sure we we've got plenty of people to talk about. So start us off. So excluding that opening scene, because that opening scene kind of exists in that James Bond world where it's like, um, like it sets the tone, but it doesn't really affect the story. Right. Um, because say that again, it's a cold open. Yeah. It's a cold open. Exactly. Um, I, uh, to, to me, I'm a huge fan of Saul Rubinek, who played Mr. Green. Um, I I was a gigantic fan of the show Warehouse 13. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that he was in this movie, because uh, I did a little bit of prep, but not too much. I don't like to know too much about the movies I haven't seen before. And this right. is the first time I'm watching it. Um, I like to know a little bit, though. I saw he was in the cast. I was like, OK, I'm in. 
because like I'll watch Saul Rubinek do anything. Um, so it was a little sad to see that his role wasn't as large as I would have liked it to be, but he, I think was fantastic in his like very paternal way of, of, of being with, uh, with, with Nick and with Mary, the way that he tried to get them together. Um, and then the, the way that he handled that like curmudgeonly old lady at the beginning of the movie was fantastic. And <laughs> that and lady, that lady, Mrs. Talbot, sir. Yes. Mrs. Talbot. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Some, yeah. Someone get that woman an Oscar. Jeez. I, I was going to say Mrs. Poor. Talbot herself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell um, your grandfather to put up some goddamn Christmas. um and the the other one that to me like really stood out uh is someone who i fell in love with probably around the time that this movie came out uh but not for the movie uh uh, emily de raven yeah um oh man she was a year after lost premiered Yep. Yeah, and 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 that's what made me fall in love with her um like as her like her character, her uh, like her as an actress, like you'd see her all over, you know, these different like daytime, um, you know, talk shows and stuff. And uh, she is uh, like such a sweetheart when when she would when she would give interviews. I, I absolutely fell in love with her. So it was great to see her in this and have like a major role and like be at odds with the guy that she's in love with. Cause like you almost always, whenever you see um, this sort of relationship, like someone is like bending over backwards for the other. Right. And that was not the case here. Like they both felt very strongly for each other, but they were like magnets repelling each other because I have to make all the first moves in this relationship. Oh my God. That was so great. You need to push from the top. good it was and and she she's so endearing in the movie she's so funny and and she's sweet above all like uh, mrs talbot got it wrong she doesn't come off as a whore at all uh despite the fact that she is the one making the first move always uh so if if i have to pick two outside of the opening because fran drescher and chris Catan, i think just absolutely slay that opening yeah um those are the two i'm i'm going man speaking of mary just that (laughs) the when she gives him the gun and then it turns out it's a transformer and And he says that other line we can't say yes exactly (laughs) um but it's just it's it's so it's so and then it's and then when we eventually meet her family it's like oh my god this this wasn't just a stupid throwaway thing. Like it would make sense that her family would have this laying around yeah. because they're gun nuts. So if right. there was somebody who turned into a gun other than, you know, Megatron, somebody who just turned into like a Glock, then it would make sense that they would own that collector's yeah. item. And just it, uh, it, that it was, it was, she was such an interesting character because you're right. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't the dude from Anna and the Apocalypse who was just like right. desperately longing. You know, she she knew what there she was wanted. no pining. Yeah, pining. Yeah. There's the word that. Yeah, mm. there was no pining. She knew what she wanted. She knew this dude dug her. She just knew that he didn't know how to go about it. So she was going to make the moves. And so many little things, you know, there's a moment there where he's about to get in the truck. So she's like brushing her teeth with her finger yeah. just real fast. Just just little stuff like that is 
is is so good. And you're right. She had just the right look because mm-hmm. she was never damsel in distress, you know, like outside of anything she couldn't handle. Um, but she also wasn't some sort of, you know, like domineering over the top, ridiculously hot broad. You know, she right. was she was exactly the right actress for that role. What about you, Jeff? Who who, who are your picks, man? Oh, man. Um, well, I had a list of five, but Miss Talbot, we already talked about her. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say this one first because I have a rabbit hole for the second one. Um, I'm going to pick, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Vinny. The Native American at the end that speaks through, uh, <laughs> through, the, through the voice modulator. It only cost me a lung. Yeah. And then okay, the I, I got vibes of South Park. What, what the yeah, fuck's yeah, this guy's name? Not Uncle Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, not Jimbo. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like, and it was like, yeah, it cost me a lung. And then they said, and then some, I forgot that her dad said something else. Like, like And your it, vocal cords. And your vocal cords. That's what it was. But just something about Vinny, like, just, and they were like, like, when they went up, they're like, hey, I know you guys want to hunt. You want to do this? He's like, well, how do I know you're not bullshitting me right now? You know, and all that. Like, and he, but he was like, all right. And he's like, oh, I gifted it to him. I got him a rocket launcher. Like anybody that gifts somebody a rocket launcher is just, okay is, is, is okay with me. But the other person. Also, also he just, he, he delivered. There, there were so many great Christmas puns in this movie, oh, so right? Many. But he delivered one of the best lines because it wasn't a pun. It was just straight out of the song. As the Buffalo is coming down, he puts the thing up and goes, you'll go down in history. And I was like, oh my God, yes. So, so fantastic. So my other, my second pick is who I dubbed, because he doesn't have a name in the movie, as Gas Station Debo. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh. And, 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 you know, it's there Debo. It is. It's Debo. It's that's, straight up that's Debo. That's my rabbit hole. I agree 100%. Like, had to leave the hood. Here. It was getting too dangerous. Yep. Yeah. It was getting too violent in the hood. I was like, holy shit. He, he, like, Tommy's playing Debo. Yes. Like, this is, so this is what happened to Debo after Friday. Like, yes. He, he made it out and he moved to hell. And he was like, this is going to be better than dealing with Smokey and these people over, over in, in the hood. Um, and also it was a just, wrestling connection there because yes, he was Zeus. Yes. I was wishing there was going to be like some fight between him and me too. And Goldberg. I wanted, been so I wanted him and Santa to go toe to toe. That would have so been bad. so good that he was like secretly an elf or something like that. <laughs> um, but, and I, I just, as a mention, just because he has the fucking best name in the entire movie is the police captain, Captain Cock. Captain Cock. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So what good. is your problem with cock? Uh, yeah. Man, that guy like, sucks. Cock? <laughs> <laughs> and then when he turns around he's, and, and Nick is like, Don, uh, Don, we now are gay apparel. Oh my god I, I i love that they took the time to show us his nameplate too like yes. yeah, here's the joke <laughs> and they keep men saying it just throughout the whole time like yeah. after that they're like oh that's not captain cock oh captain cock's not coming over here What's, where's captain cock at like it was but it, just the name itself was 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 hysterical to me um but yeah. um but yeah, there's. I, I'm not gonna take all of them. So. Oh no, it's it's fine, man. Because you're right. Like the deep Debo Debo was the standout for me because of yes, because of his line, like the 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 head cannon. Now the fact that Debo that Debo got out 
and moved to hell because it was too rough in the hood. That is that is on par with the idea that Carl Winslow got moved to Chicago after a rough day to be close to his yeah. mom. Yeah. And <laughs> like, 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 so now knowing that this movie takes place in the same universe as Friday, yeah. I feel like there's a hell of a crossover connection so, there, right? So like, possible crossover. like Friday. Friday before Christmas. Boom. I'm, I'm doing the work for you guys here, yeah. right? Somebody call Ice Cube. Yeah. Make this happen. So um, but it was just, it was, it was so funny because he was. He was just, he was 100 percent Debo. He was there. I loved that. Um, I, you know, this just the entire cast of characters. I love Pastor Timmons. Yes, Pastor oh, yeah. Timmons. Um, who it was funny because I'm sitting there and he shows up. And I was like, is this dude from Reba? And I was like, no, he's not from Reba. But what do I know this guy from? It, it Grace Under Fire. Yeah. Um, I eventually went and checked was what I was thinking of him from. But Pastor Timmons was so fantastic because <laughs> the idea of the, the corrupt preacher who doesn't live, you know, the way he talks on Sundays and stuff like that's been done to death. But to watch him have so much fun with it and it never became anything just like gross, you know, it's it's real. It's it's real easy to do that and then just have him be a disgusting individual. But to have him just be I mean, look, regardless of your feelings on strip clubs, dudes go to them, dudes spend money. They make they make jokes that they think are funny. That's not like gross <laughs> stuff, right? Like that's just dude stuff. Right. And 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 he and he and he did that, and he was never so over the top, either behind the pulpit or not, that it came across as this really fun take on the the shitty small town preacher. Like I love when he when he like tips the door guys, like you were never even here, Pastor Tim. Yeah. It's like yeah. that is. And he's and he puts the money in the, he puts the money in the girl's underwear. He's like, mm, just came sliding down the chimney. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's the type of stuff that guys in strip clubs say, and they think they're so clever. And strippers right. laugh because you've got a handful of cash, and it's their job. Right. Correct. It was, it, it was so great. I loved Pastor Timmons, uh, and I just I enjoyed the fact that yes, there was a strip club scene. And and yes, it was there was a lot of topless women, but somehow it never felt gratuitous. So it I guess yeah. Yeah. so the, the, the standouts are just all the women who were like, Yeah, I'll take my tits out for an afternoon. Yeah. Like, what else <laughs> do I got going on? You know, list me as as stripper four in the credits. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just it was it was fun because I've mm, I've been to a strip club or 20 in my life. <laughs> and that's what a small town strip club is like it's just a plywood bar <laughs> with a pole in the middle and so it was that 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 was a lot of fun but it was just incredible that all of the actors in this movie were just 100 committed kind of to their roles and what they were supposed to be Right. And and everybody had so much fun with it. But I like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll never. I'm so with you on this rabbit hole about Debo. Like that is where <laughs> Tommy Lister Jr. as gas station attendant, like will will is the one that is always going to stand out for me in this 100%. movie. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I like that even though there's like that throwaway line, which may not be a throwaway line, 
you know, to connect him to Debo. Um, it like it is kind of a different character than he normally plays because he's one of these nice. guys that gets typecasted. Yeah. You know, um, and like, can you blame him? He's a big, scary looking dude. I get it, you know, but it's very different from what we normally see out of him. So it was kind of nice to see that. Well, I mean, yeah. Craig beat the shit out of him. So he, <laughs> he did. Yeah. Hit him with, you, think, <laughs> you think you think that's the same brick Craig hit you with, Debo? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of what we expect, um, as funny as this movie is, it is ultimately a um, whether you want to put comedy first or second. It's a horror comedy, right? And there are certain things that we come to expect from horror comedies. And in this section, which I'm calling, these were a few of my favorite things. <laughs> um, part of our favorite things about horror movies is uh, the really inventive deaths, yes. right? Um, and this movie, for as funny as it is, I think has a pretty high kill count. Yeah. Pretty high body count. They start stacking up. And so... Um, I guess the question is, how does Santa, as this version of Santa, stack up against the other horror movie killers? And how do the kills and kill effects, the gore effects, work for you in this movie? So we've been throwing it to Jeff, so I'm going to throw it to you first, Daniel. So this is, uh, you know, so there's there's an old expression. You know, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough, right? <laughs> In this, when what you, happens if you're neither? I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, you know, wondering how I'm going to make it through life here. I think that the horror movie equivalent of that is if, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be dumb as a movie, then you've got to kill people in fun ways. Mm -hmm. And this is a movie that 100% embraced that. They definitely enjoyed the times that they were going to kill people. My absolute favorite, if we're talking a few of my favorite things is Santa throwing the stripper pole to the guy and then kicking it into the light while the guy is holding it. So that was great shocked. after he sprays it down because he was disgusted, even with gloves <laughs> yes. on yes. of touching the stripper yes, pole. Yes. After he windexes it because he doesn't want to go. The <laughs> Never mind the fact that the very first thing he did was stick his tongue oh. down a stripper's throat. The second he walks in throats. Okay. Cooch juice. Santa draws the line. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> But it was it was funny. It was it was fun and it was creative and it, it felt like it felt like something new, right? And that's you know, there there were some really good things here, but that was the one where I didn't know what was gonna happen until it happened. You know, when he grabs the bottle of liquor, I knew he was gonna blow a fireball on mm -hmm. somebody. You know, you, you kind of you see, you see the elements of these things come into play. But when he threw the dude the stripper pole, I was like, how's he going to make my, – my initial thought was, how's he going to get this guy to impale himself on this thing? That's what I was trying to mm -hmm. figure out. So then to kick it into the light. And then, honestly, those may have been the best special effects that we got in the movie were <laughs> kind of the, gar the guy's charred body afterwards yeah we, we we got a real quick little moment until we do have a special effects guy for this and this is the one time we let him go off you know <laughs> <laughs> um but they 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 did they 
they, they had fun with it. And yeah, if you're if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a dumb movie and you're gonna make people laugh, then you can't suddenly have some super jarring kill where mm -hmm. someone gets slit open and everything spills out and it's disgusting. And this is a movie that embraced that idea of making you laugh even as the people get killed, which is which is I mean, that's that's super great. Like just that whole strip club scene to to set it on fire by just grabbing the coal, like breathing into it. And so he makes it hot enough that it sets this whole Pinewood strip club on on fire. It's just it's it's ridiculous. And, and it throws out naughty. <laughs> yeah. because he goes naughty yeah <laughs> and then <Chuck laughs> it was uh, which so to that... me felt like a callback to uh silent night deadly night yes you know as uh as, as billy's going around saying naughty and then just like shooting people with a nine millimeter yeah because uh you know it it, it, it kind of came out of nowhere and i was like oh is that is that a reference to it and so it was it, i i think if you have to think about it it might be Right. Uh, so I just, you know, there, there are plenty of kills here. You're right. It does have a good body count, but yeah. And then, and then to wrap that scene up by having pastor Timmons at the pulpit, like saying the strippers <laughs> names. Yes. Oh my I God. I mean, just chef's kiss. That oh was, my God. that was incredible. You know, like I, like I, I it was, I, I it love was... that he's excusing it too, where it's like, yeah. you know, although it is a sin, a sinner's <laughs> lifestyle, I'm sure that they were just trying to get their way through life. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's right, and and we we that's a tickler. So that was that was my one big standout. Just be, it was like I said, it, that was that was the one where they embraced how ridiculous and and fun this could be. What about you, Jeff? So I've got I've got two. One that from the first time that I saw the movie, and it it goes back to something that I mentioned before: the fact that the majority of this cast is Jewish. Mm -hmm. Is the deli scene when he yeah. spears when he spears <laughs> Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Yeah. So he does his signature move, and then you see him grab the menorah and just shove it right <laughs> through his throat. And I'm like, this there's something wrong about the fact that you are Jewish and you're killing a, a Jewish person <laughs> with them with the holy symbol of your one of the holy symbols of your of your religion. After spearing them, and then he eats. I don't know what he was eating, but then he he takes the time to sit there and just start eating, yeah, like you know, like a salad so, a, or a potato salad or something. Like and that. and just and, and and shout out to wherever Mr. Green bought that menorah because that thing was stout. Dude, yeah, very like, I mean, it, it, he was a grown ass man, and it held him up and, and did you, not break. You spare no expense for the festival <laughs> of lights. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love and I think it's a it's a great horror trope, the fact that like he's still alive when yes. Nick gets there, <laughs> alive enough speak. for him to say something to. Yeah, he can speak. Yeah, with his, his voice box has been skewered. Yeah, like but that's a classic horror trope too. Like yeah. the, like this person shouldn't be able to do what they're doing. Right now. The the other one that it's just in the silliness factor to go back to what Debona said was it wasn't an over the top death per se, but it's the grandpa getting run over by the buffalo and then yeah. Goldberg just delivering the grandpa, grandpa got run got over by a ranger and then stepping on his neck and crunching it. <laughs> oh, like, man. You know, Speak, it was just... Speaking of one-liners to go with kills, too, after Mr. Green gets stabbed through the co the throat and the cop is standing there and he goes, something isn't kosher here. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. David Caruso gonna sue yeah. somebody. 100%. <laughs> 
you know it but it's like those kind types of kills and those kind of lines and those kind of things very much lead me are one of the things i love about the horror genre so i definitely think that that goes at now something you did ask also dave was comparing him to other killers Mm -hmm. i i would say that for compared to a lot of killers it was it was interesting to see with him because not only was he having fun with it but it was kind of it's somebody who for a thousand years was basically in prison yeah and now is finally free and he knows that nothing can stop him and i'm using air quotes because there (laughs) is things obviously that can stop him but nothing can stop him and he can just let loose all the frustration of a thousand years of torment for him out into the world you know and like but you've got people like characters like in classic like jason jason's just a killing machine right there's no feeling behind it there's no i i love the idea of this guy who there's a motivation behind it there's there's an emotion behind it that that a lot of times may make you more dangerous than somebody who's just a silent killing machine like a michael myers or like a jason it puts him in a Kruger wheelhouse, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like, you know, was, was, was he, was he killed rightfully, you know, probably, you know, <laughs> right. like, but yeah, he's, he's got a reason, which, which yeah, you're, you're Michael Myers, you're, you're Jason's. They just, they're just do, you know, because you were there. It's that right. whole thing. This is a dude with a thousand years <laughs> of servitude to people that he hates. <laughs> Yeah, and he has a and, hit list because he said yeah. every kid sent me these letters, sent me this thing. I'm gonna kill every last motherfucking one of them. Like, I, w- I want a mini bake oven. I live in Helltown. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. When he gets on the Zamboni, man, get out of here! It's so it's so great. Like, I've I've been to a skating rink. I know Zambonis don't move with the greatest of speed. It's right. such a fantastic way. Like this dude has got an arc. He can spit fireballs. Yes. Right? Oh man. We see him spit fireballs. <laughs> and in that moment, he's like, I'm run these fucking kids over with a Zamboni. Yeah. It was the Austin Powers. <laughs> like yeah. uh, the, the slow motion Austin Powers murder. Yes. Like that's exactly what it was. It was. It's exactly it. God, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so for me, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Mr. Green's death, uh, but there there is another one, which is actually not a death that we see. Um, it's uh, it's a death that we see the after effects of when he arrives at the strip club. He. <laughs> He gives the reins over to the valet guy. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> and and he it's just like just like Pastor Timmons, right? Yeah. It's like, here, you take it and mm-hmm. you go park this thing out back. <laughs> and he comes back and it caught the, the fucking hell deer coughs up the hat. the hat. And he's like, All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll it was, do pig. That yeah, it was it was it was such a like if it had not been there, we would have never thought about that ballet guy again. But it was the fact that they made us recall the fact that he gave his fucking hell deer, his fucking hell buffalo to a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Just a regular dude. What do you do in that situation? You die. 
it, you get eaten. Also, those uh, buffalo listed. There were two different buffalo listed in the credits as the hell deer, Ronnie and Apache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's like the Olsen nice. twins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they had one. They had one who did the really emotional scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the other one was really good at the snorting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while he's doing the snorting, the other one's out snorting with uh, with Bill Goldberg, a different kind of snorting. Oh God. So. Um. <laughs> oh, also, I just thought of Miss Talbot. Her death, just because of the fact that we got Bill Goldberg quoting Ludacris. Yeah. Saying, "Move, bitch, get yes, out the way." Yes. yes <laughs> and like that's when I was like, I was like, 2005. Yeah, that tracks. That, yeah, tracks. that, that, that seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there were just like it was. It was again. We we talked. You know, we we've, we've talked about the characters and, and the kills and and I mean, yeah, just all those one liners too, man. Just oh some God. of the some of those little things that that made Santa and and all these characters stand out. I just I love I love what he's got when Pastor Timmons gets hit by the buffalo and he lands in and he looks at me and goes, I'm just spreading some Yule Tide fear. No, that and, was and that was the Nicholas, other thing about the characters, just the way they delivered some of those things. Oh man. my god, like Nicholas, the inappropriate shit that Nicholas said. Like when grandpa's <laughs> like, We don't celebrate Christmas. He's like, he's like, Christmas is dangerous, and he's like are we Jewish or something? Is that why we don't celebrate? <laughs> like, like, like if it was a horrible thing, right? Like he's like, he's like you got to be careful with Christmas. There's, it's dangerous. You can't ask for why. Are we Jewish or something? Like what? What does that have to do? With <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'm a happy as happy as a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> oh my god, that was one of the most fucked up and funniest lines in the movie. Yeah, my favorite favorite Goldberg line though, since we're talking about it. Is at the end, towards the end, when he picks up a Christmas carol and he says, Christmas scares the dickens out of people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And that, that, that was just blatant. No, yeah. he holds the like, yeah, he there was no holds setup at all. Exactly. Yeah, that 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 was that was as fourth wall breaking as, as anything got. It was just like, okay, yep, yep, yep. Oh, you go. know what? One more. The uh the Christmas tree star Shuruken. At the oh beginning God, of the movie, so which was fantastic. Credit, credit to the to the folks that, for continuity that the power went off on the star when he threw it. <laughs> it was, yeah, like I looked at that. I don't know why I, I like I paid attention to that. I was like, oh look, it shut off. So like it, like it got unplugged. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. But that girl, her line too when she's doing the prayer and she goes, "Thank God we're not Samoan." Or, yeah. <laughs> or poor, like, we're not poor or Samoan, and and like Chris Kattan even looks, he's like Samoan. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so good, and I mean, and Rebecca, we you know we were talking about that was Rebecca Gayhart being in that yeah. scene when we're yeah. talking about everybody. I mean, just just like like B movie horror royalty, urban legend, yeah. and Jawbreaker. I mean, yeah. just just some of the great stuff, and it was it that was that was the thing about this this movie, like all of those bizarre things you know as as politically incorrect as some of them may have been and and just just how funny it like i said yule time fear yule time fear just killed me though like <laughs> and and it was there was <laughs> there were some of the moments you know there's always the moment where you're like ah why did the girl run upstairs instead of running downstairs and stuff like that 
there was a moment in this movie where I'm screaming at my television. So uh, Nick jumps on his, his snowmobile and starts it in one pull like a man, right? <laughs> and then Mary's sitting there desperately trying to start hers while everyone just stares at her. Yeah. It, like, started for her. Like, <laughs> Grandma's like, are you going to do this? At any yeah. Point? Like, she's obviously struggling. Somebody start the girl's snowmobile. Yeah. And there was like, I don't know. It had to have been like a three or four minute exchange <laughs> yes. between grandpa 100%. and Santa. Like, get the fuck off your snowmobile <laughs> and start it up for her. Yeah. Then even if yours turns off because you got off it, you started it with no problem. Right. <laughs> it's just, but it's one. Of, but again, when we're talking about tropes, that's the type of thing that's supposed to happen in a horror movie, right? right? Like you, you always wonder why they, why did they run upstairs? Why didn't they run out the door? Why the scary, why the scary barn, right? It's always those things that set up, but without that, we wouldn't have got the great, you know, two man snowmobile chase right. scene, which right. was a great chase scene. Oh my that God. shit it was, was so that shit was like a heat level of good chasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Heat level. It was yeah, like it's like get off the sidewalk, and he like fucking leaps over the cars like yes. out of nowhere, like just get, it's it's crazy. Like they should have died like seven times in that. Chase. Oh, without Easily. a doubt. <laughs> it was <Easily>. so ridiculous. <laughs> so as. As, as we've talked about the kills and all of that, and, and we've, we've rounded out the fact that, you know, obviously the, 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 the river of horror movie is very wide and there, there's a lot of space there. But a river that's a little narrower is the idea of the Christmas film. So in a section that we're calling It's a Wonderful Time, we've got to know, we've, we're wrapping up our holiday series here. We're taking next week off. It's the most wonderful time of the year is what we're calling this one. And I, you know, how does this stand up as just a Christmas movie, Jeff? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. <laughs> I mean, it's motherfucking Santa Claus. Like, you know, um, I, I mean, it's, 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 it, it takes place Christmas Eve, Christmas day, you know, there's, there's presents, you know, they, you get to see the two kids open up their presents and have their heads explode. <laughs> you know, and grandma saying, oh, fuck. my God, I <laughs> forgot. Know, like... Can we open our motherfucking presents now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't see how anybody could say that this isn't a Christmas movie. I mean, yeah, it's got Yuletide fear. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's it's it's. It's it, it it there's Santa there's rain reindeer ish there you know there's you know it's it's a holiday movie I would even say because there's a lot of Jew Jewish references in this as yeah. well you know he's when he, when Santa goes to attack him and he shines the uh, they made they made two Dracula references yes. in this movie yeah he shines he shines the light off the Star of David and he kind of flinches for a second and then rips it off and then later on he they shine the flashlight at him yeah, yeah I'm, not I'm not Dracula fucking Dracula I'm not fucking Dracula I'm a, you know <laughs> I, but I, yeah I mean I. I, this is the easiest kind of question that I think I could answer. Is, of course, well, it's, this it's, is a Christmas movie. It's it's something that we've asked of all the Christmas movies that we've done because, um, for example, you you mentioned at the top of the show that um, your favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, mm -hmm. and for some reason that I don't understand, because hack journalists need clicks. 
There's well, a debate what, as to or, whether or not Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. Yeah. And um, the only thing that I can come up with is that there's some sort of deficiency with uh, with your brain <laughs> that does not allow you to to recognize the Christmasosity of something. Good ah, work. yes. Good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Yuletide attitude. The Yuletide attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um this movie's got it man like yeah. it's it's got it all i mean it's 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 got it was something i've said every single week on the show for the last month is family yeah coming together mm-hmm. you know that's that's an integral part of the christmas movie it's here right uh it, whether it's nick and his grandfather or Mary and her dad. Uh, but there's also like a little bit of romance there, which is not uncommon in a Christmas movie. I mean, there's fucking Christmas lights everywhere. You know, like I've tried to argue unsuccessfully that First Blood is a Christmas movie <laughs> because it takes place at Christmas time. And there's like Christmas lights around. The length that you will go to to argue that First Blood isn't anything movie <laughs> will never cease to astound. Do you remember doing survival movies when that argument It absolutely was? is a survival movie, though. And I will stand by that statement. <laughs> but it's also a war horror movie because it's about the traumas of war. I fucking love First Blood, man. And I, I will die on that hill that it is the perfect anything movie. Fair. Uh, <laughs> But th- like this isn't just that it's like, OK, there's a little bit of snow and there's some twinkling lights all over and a Christmas tree or two. It's like, no, nah, man, this is fucking Christmas the whole goddamn time. Yeah. And, and and there's Christmas puns being used as like integral parts to the story. And um, it's like, how often do you see a Zamboni being used <laughs> as uh, as a murder weapon? You know, um, and curling like these are like really winter things that's happening here, you know, so like I think it transcends even Christmas and it's just like a wintertime movie, a Yuletide movie. Uh, You know, it's uh, the Yuletide is high. I would say the highest maybe that we've seen this year in the movies that we've selected. You're. 100 percent correct in that right we've done black christmas we've done anna and the apocalypse and while we were able to draw lines that made these things obviously christmas movies this is the one with the absolute most yuletide fear there's (laughs) i mean there's there's no way to get around it and and it's it's funny because one of the things we talked about uh with christmas movies this idea of of coming together as a family mm-hmm. and whatever causes that, you know, just, and this being the right time of year to mend those fences that, that comes into play because of having to, you know, huddle together and, and in terror and run. And it was, it, it knocks it. You're right. It's, it's got presents. It's got big dinners. It's got Fran Dresser getting drowned in a bowl of eggnog, which we <laughs> didn't even talk about, right? Like her, she didn't die when her head got set on fire. She was still no. alive and got drowned in a bowl of eggnog. It's got it all. It's got it's got some it's got some offbeat Christmas mythology. It's got, I mean, it's it absolutely has it all. It's got the gonad Santa tracker. Gonad, yes. <laughs> the go- 
my that God, made that so made good. me chuckle. I, <laughs> I I spit out my coffee when I saw that. I I was already laughing at the fact that it was the Huya search engine. Then I was laughing harder <laughs> when it was the Gonad Santa Tracker. And then when he like I am'd the guy at the Gonad Santa Tracker, and they had the conversation, I was I was physically in pain at that point. Yeah, from laughing, it's it was. It was it was absolutely you're right. We Black Christmas was a horror movie that took place at Christmas and but but it, Christmas allowed it to happen and mm-hmm. and Anna and the Apocalypse Christmas made it make sense. But no, this one, this is the first one we've done where Christmas movie might be on the top yeah. of like all the genres that we're looking at for this. This is a Christmas movie first. Mm-hmm. above all else and it's such a weird idea for one but i i think that you're right yeah be some somebody somebody needs some clicks so it's like i'm gonna argue about die hard or gremlins or <laughs> yeah. all these things that are obviously christmas movies but you can't you yeah you whatever that whatever the opposite of the limitless pill is 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 what you would have to take to even begin <laughs> to argue that this isn't a Christmas movie. There's not the only things in this that aren't Christmassy are Hanukkah y, and that's still around the same time. Right. So <laughs> it's 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 brilliant in how Christmassy it is. It revels in it. It 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 celebrates every moment of being specifically a Christmas movie where going all back of this to other stuff happens. Even the the stop motion animation, the claymation yeah, that right. you know we we all um I mean and it's before our time, but we grew up watching uh you know uh Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and the little drummer boy and all of these Rankin and Bass short films that are that just was, Christmas. That was scheduled viewing in December, man. Like yep. that was the reason to own a TV guide was because 100%. you had to know when those things were right. coming on. Yeah, and and you know if 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 Burl Lives has not sung, and I haven't seen Rudolph, you know, try to put some soot on his nose, like it's not fucking Christmas. <laughs> and and I they recognize this, and it's like, no, we're gonna give it to you, man. Don't worry, you're getting your Christmas fix. Uh, it, it the it's in the DNA of this thing, and it it doesn't happen often, I think. Um, where a movie can be uniquely Christmas, but also like horror at the same yeah. time. And and this does manage to be because like Santa is the villain yeah. in the same way that Krampus was. Uh, we did Krampus last year. And I, I think that it's, it's uniquely Christmas and uniquely horror. And that's a beautiful thing. That well, these these two things that we love so much can come together mm-hmm. and 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 really enjoy a space where like it can exist in this period of time. Like I I don't watch. I I said this uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't watch Black Christmas outside of Christmas because for me it it is a Christmas movie. Right. I thought that it was the most Christmas Christmas horror movie I had ever seen. Until now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, this idea of taking tropes and kind of flipping them upside down, the the classic end of a Christmas movie when kind of everything gets resolved is look, it's snowing. And it's yeah. you know, in this one, what do we get? 
we get buffalo guts raining from the yep. sky because <laughs> Mary's dad owns a damn bazooka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thanks, sh- Vinny. And yeah, thanks, Vinny. And shot him out of the sky. And so instead of this moment where everything's fine, and we know that now because it's snowing, we get this moment where everything's fine, and we know that now because these are entrails falling yeah. on us. So obviously, <laughs> the monster that was chasing us through the sky has exploded. There was one other spectacular moment at the end of this film that I meant to mention when we were doing, cause it's not actually a kill. Oh, well, it is a kill, but it's also the follow-up to the kill. So when they blow up the Buffalo, Pastor Timmons falls on a flagpole uh-huh. um, and dies, which is spe- it's just, that's fantastic. But then the, the, the firefighter ambulance paramedic guy comes out with like the jaws of life circular saw. Right. And he revs it up and, and he's, <laughs> He's stand back. Things are about to get messy. And you think, oh, well, what makes sense here is to cut that pole down so that you can take this body off and then you'll have a body to deliver to the family. But at the end of the movie, we see that the flagpole is still standing without a body on it anymore, which means what he did was he used that giant firefighter saw to literally cut Pastor Timmons off of the flagpole. <laughs> and I don't think we can really underestimate <laughs> How ridiculous that is. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. But at the end of that movie, but at the end of this movie, it made sense there, right? Like nothing else anybody's doing. It makes sense enough. Yeah. Like, and so they're logging, they're toting away a body bag. And it took me a second and I'm going, wait, the flagpole's still there. Oh my God, they cut this man <laughs> off the flagpole instead of cutting the flagpole down. And I was like, yeah, let's wrap it up because it ain't getting any better. Guys. <laughs> That's your tree star moment. Like when I had with the trees, I was like, oh, it's powered off. You're like, oh shit, the pole's still there. Yeah. That means they cut this guy in fucking half. Yes. Just, just genius level of ridiculous detail in that. And I mean, yeah, it's, God, it, it was, it was, I went into this movie not expecting much and got a a full blown Christmas turducken out of this beast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this leaves us with really only one thing left to do, which is to rate this thing. And if you are a new listener to the show, you wouldn't know this, but we choose unique rating metrics because we feel like every movie should be rated against itself and not against you know the myriad other films that are out there. Uh, and this is actually something that Jeff started uh, you know, <laughs> way, way back when uh, on episode two, I actually went back to try to figure out when we started doing this. And, uh, and it was on the second episode, which was Jeff's pick. It was dead snow. And, oh. um, and we used, uh, I think it was Nazi gold coins. Yeah. Um, so uh, I posed the question to you earlier. Do you have a rating metric, I have, metric for this? I have like, I, so I have four that I want you to <laughs> of course you pick, do. <laughs> which technically five, because I added dirty stripper poles now as one. <laughs> um, so I'll let you guys decide. For okay. Me. So dirty stripper poles. Okay. Uh, exploding gift bombs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, unnecessary page turning machines, <laughs> angelic curling stones. Mm. My personal favorite, and something none of us have mentioned, is brown colored toilet paper. 
Oh, <laughs> oh you're talking yeah. about the terrible inventions. <laughs> oh. I, uh, man, yeah, I think I, let's go brown colored toilet paper. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Ro- 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 rolls of brown colored toilet rolls paper. Rolls of brown, rolls of brown colored toilet paper. It is. Um. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, start us okay. off. Sure, yeah. So since we are rating it against itself, and it's not, we can't. We're not comparing this to like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give this movie a four and a half out of five. Uh, br- rolls of brown colored toilet paper. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the stuff that Debona had mentioned, you know, that it's like the movie knows exactly what it's trying to be. And Dave, you mentioned this too, that it's, 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 it knows what it's trying to be. It knows exactly what it needs to be to suck you in nostalgia, even though you've never seen a movie like this, but here's the nostalgia of the claymation of these right. tropes that you get for these Christmas movies, you know, clever, listen, word puns. I love them. Santa's sleigh. <laughs> fantastic just in the title alone you know um i thought goldberg did a great job i loved the costuming in the movie i mentioned it before i think this arguably is probably one of the best if not the best santa outfit that's on on a movie in a movie mm-hmm. um you know i think i think it's it's got everything that you want like you said the romance the action the comedy boobs it's it's got everything um so <laughs> i i mean boobs I can't tell you why I didn't give it a five. It's just the natural gut reaction I I went with of four and a half out of five. But I, I definitely I definitely think it's something that everybody should watch. And I'm happy that I'm seeing a lot on TikTok that people are discovering it. Spectacular. Because I'm seeing a lot of people like, why is nobody talking about this movie? <laughs> I just found this movie. And they show the opening scene. Because, again, I, I still think that's a fucking amazing yeah. opening scene. I'm 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 gonna ride with you on this one, man. Um, but I like I'm gonna go four and a half uh, rolls of brown brown toilet paper, and I can put my finger on the one half star that this movie is losing for me, and that is because in a movie where the acting was exactly what it needed to be, there was one scene that sucked me out because the acting was so bad and out of place. And that is when Mary and Nick are on the ice before he starts to chase them down with the Zamboni. And he's, you know, kind of gives the, the I'm sad. I, I miss him thing. Like the acting in that one oh, moment yeah. specifically was really, really bad and not like good, bad. It was just bad. And, and that was the one time that I did kind of feel sucked out of just enjoying this movie. So I can't hit it with the full five, but other than that one little scene, there was not a minute of this movie where I wasn't enjoying myself. And, and I was, I was laughing and I was, it was, it was, it was jarring and yeah, man, you're right. It it had some boobs. So yeah, let's go. (laughs) I, I mean, there, there was, there was far more to like than to dislike about this movie. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I say this all the time I, when I go into movies that I don't know anything about. I, I, I went into it expecting nothing. I went into this movie expecting absolutely nothing. I, I, I even on our Instagram post, I was like, this one's going to be more fun to review than to watch. And while I have had an absolute blast, 
reviewing this one with you guys. I, I don't, it, I don't know that it stacks up to the pure joy that I did feel watching this for the first time last night. So I, good. you know, and I think Dave, I think even you said like, like 24 hours removed, you were like, I wish I could watch that movie again for the first time. Yeah. This, this is a movie that I, I next week, I've got family coming into town. I've already texted my mom and I'm like, we are watching, we are watching this movie. It's called Santa Slay. You are all going to love it. And it's going to be incredible. And it will be my apology to all of you for making you watch silent night, deadly night Two last year. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm excited to be in a room full of people watching this movie for the first time again. Like, like my, my mom is where my love of these types of movies come from. And I, I, there, there's going to be a whole nother level of Christmas joy being there, knowing what's coming up when this happens. So yeah, I'm going to go four and a half rolls of brown toilet paper on this one. I'm going to meet you guys right there. Um, and for me, it's, I, I kind of feel the same way Jeff does. Um, I can't necessarily find any one thing wrong with the movie, but I do feel like it's missing something that makes it perfect. Um, and I, I, I couldn't probably tell a bitch and what... ass musical number. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe it would have been just one more pun. <laughs> just one you more. Know, maybe, maybe it was just one more Christmas pun. Goldberg um, in a West coast choppers, leather vest, almost set it over the top with that horrible <laughs> goatee with the goatee with the rubber band in it. <laughs> Um, and so I, I couldn't tell you what it is that I feel the movie was missing to bump it from that four and a half to five rolls of brown toilet paper. But nonetheless, it is there. I do feel like we're just shy of, you know, uh, having enough brown toilet paper, uh, <laughs> which is a really shitty situation. Oh, puns for days. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, there's a log. All right. Um, yeah, let's say there's, there's, there's a really good Yule log joke here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you have it. Four and a half rolls of brown toilet paper <laughs> for Santa's sleigh. And I'm not mad about it. I, I am. I am not at all. This 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 movie exceeded all expectations. Jeff, thank you for suggesting this one. Thank <laughs> you for being a big fan. Thank you for making yeah. us big fans. Jeff, tell people where they can hear you when you're not busy being a guest host on Shiver. <laughs> so um, I have a couple of my own podcasts, uh, Crimeacopia. It's a true crime podcast. Uh, we just started season two, which was voted on by our listeners. Uh, Miami Murders and Mysteries. Um, the first episode of that season's out now. I'm working on the second one right now. Nice. Um, it's Crime O Copia. Uh, you can also catch me on Kickflix. Uh, it's spelled like Netflix, but with a kick in front. Uh, <laughs> and um, basically, it's we talk. It's like Shiver, except we talk about martial arts movie uh, movies. And your um, scope of what makes a martial arts movie is so incredible. If people fight. <laughs> It's a martial arts movie, and I love it. Like you guys are just as likely to do Street Fighter as Cinderella Man, and God bless you for that. Yeah, it's, Fuck. It's, I uh... love Street Fighter. Unironically, I will die on the hill, Street Fighter. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to have a, a guest. Uh, she was, she was like I think a two time world martial arts champion. Um, we're hoping that that comes through soon uh, to do Mortal Kombat, the new one. 
Um, is it the hot chick who kicks the water bottle off the the thing in, in TikTok videos? <laughs> I I don't I no because that's a brunette. This one's a blonde. Oh okay girl, okay yeah. okay fair. Um, but yeah, and then um, I also do a couple of um, uh, uh, role playing uh, Twitch streams. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade on Mon- uh, every other Monday, um, and then a D and D game every other Friday. Uh, the Twitch channel for my friend is Ravnos Archon A R C H O N ravnos archon um that's pretty much that's pretty much the extent of it right now so yeah no, no, oh is, is that the extent of it just <laughs> just four just four different things that you're stuck behind a microphone for weekly <laughs> yeah so uh make sure you head and you check out jeff on all of those things if you've loved the podcast if you love us if you enjoy what you're watching make sure you head to shiverpod.com where you will find links to all of our social media we are at shiverpod on everything including youtube now which allows handles our instagram is our most lively uh social media platform it's where we get the most interactions it's where we have the most fun uh but we do go out live on facebook instagram uh facebook youtube and twitter every week so make sure you head to shiverpod.com where you can find um episodes you can find our old episodes you can watch us live we do this every wednesday we appreciate each and every one of y'all who listen and i've been saying it every week but i'm gonna keep saying it if you're looking to get your favorite podcast podcast guests a host excuse me whoo i screwed that all up thanks Light. if you're looking to get your favorite <laughs> podcast host a gift Make sure you just share an episode. That's all we're asking. Go pick your favorite, send it to somebody, and be on the lookout because Dave and I have uh, been talking with some folks, and we might have some Shiver merch that will not just be our logo coming in the very near future. So make sure you keep an eye on our Instagram for all of that. And thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. So as this is the last episode before the end of the year, it we is. here at uh, ShiverPod want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holiday, whatever you celebrate, uh, a Happy Festivus to the rest of us. Um, happy it's the Solstice. Get out there! Get out there and yeah. show your butthole to the moon, everybody! That's right? Absolutely. I, I try to do that at least once a week. It's it the only thing that's out. keeping me alive at this point. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and of course, a very happy new year. Uh, we wish you all the best. And so, on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much. <laughs> <laughs>